Good morning, Faithline family and our wider family. Welcome this beautiful sunny morning. The sun is shining, the birds are singing, and we rejoice because it's a really glorious day. Um, so I'd like to say it's lovely to see you, but I'm imagining you there again. And it's lovely to be with you this morning. And I know that you're going to be blessed this morning and this day as we spend time together um, hearing his word and then later this evening worshipping together. Yeah, so we just want to open in prayer, uh, just really to celebrate God's goodness in the, in the midst of everything that's going on. So Father, we thank you, we praise yeah. you, we thank you that you are our provider, that you are our protector, that you are our healer, that you are our strength, that you are our shield, that you are our, our, our buckler, that you are there, you surround us with your love. And Lord, right now, as, 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 any, as individuals and as a church family, we place ourselves, we, we come to dwell under the shadow of the wing and in your presence, Lord. We desire your presence. We desire to encounter you. We desire to encounter you this morning. And so right now, Lord, we turn our attention to you. We turn our faces to you and we look to you, Jesus. Be glorified. Be glorified, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So um, we're here again. Uh, this is the fifth time that we've done this. Five weeks and we've been in lockdown for four weeks, going into our fifth week. Um, in one way, it seems a long time since we were together. And in another way, this, these weeks seem to have gone really fast. Um, so we're preparing to go into another three weeks lockdown and um, our prayer over this time for us all is that God is with us and during this time God gives us everything that we need. Uh, we're all in different places, some on their own, some together with family, some uh, with busy households working from home and children at home and that has its um, difficulties, good things as we get more time with family uh, but also uh, it's not always easy uh, together uh, to be in just one place. So we're really praying uh, for you guys, um, for our church family that at this time God gives you what you need. Um, so. Yeah, so a little bit of uh, information, um, what I've been doing this week. So we've been uh, praying, as I've mentioned, uh, getting together as a church family, the uh, uh, Zoom prayer and the WhatsApp prayer uh, is up and running really well as people come together. Um, thank you, uh, Roger and Olive and Maggie and Phil and Dennis and June and and, and everybody else that comes together at those times. There is preparation done. Uh, I know prayer goes into it before that meeting, uh, listening to the Holy Spirit, words come out about what the Holy Spirit is saying and what we can then pray into. And we've also been having prayer requests from people and getting answers, really good answers to those prayer requests. So it's really good at this time to be praying for each other, for the church, for the wider church. 
uh, for individuals that we know are struggling in different ways, um, for the NHS and for all people that uh, are in this difficult time, because it is difficult. We have uh, our eyes fixed on God, fixed on Jesus and in his word, and that is our hope and our assurance, but not everybody has that. So we're just so aware at this time that it's so uh, necessary to be praying constantly. And the word says, uh, pray, pray without ceasing. And that's what we need to be doing at this time. Also listening to the Holy Spirit, what is he saying? What can we pray as we join with him? And I believe that when we come out of this, because of prayer, because of time with God, because we have a good father, that there will be things that we'll, we will have learned that his goodness will be poured out on this land and we will be able to look back and see him working. We may not be able to see him working now, but we will be able to. Always, God says, look back and look at what I have done. Then we can be assured that he is with us. Amen. Um, so, uh, as well as the prayer, we've been having worship. Uh, today at 5.30, uh, we can come together with Mike and Flick leading us in worship. That is such a great time. They put the words up on the screen and we can really enter in. Uh, the music is good, the words are there, and knowing that we're all worshipping together is a really good um, time. Uh, then after that 5.30, we go into, um, at 6.45, with Paul and Susie into backroom worship. And again, to go from uh, one into the other, an extended time, is so valuable. And uh, thank you to these guys that are preparing in advance, uh, and then uh, leading us in worship, leading us into the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, and Mark and I and others that we've spoken to are finding this time really valuable. And knowing that we're coming together to do that uh, is, is really precious. Uh, so that's 5.30 tonight, uh, 6.45 tonight, and then uh, Tuesday and Friday. And uh, Thursday, yeah, Tuesday and Friday. Tuesday and Friday, there's also prayer. So watch out for the links. The links come up uh, and then you can join in with that. And for those that have been joining in, thank you, because um, it does feel like we are together as a family, which is really important at this time. Uh, tea at three is continuing, uh, and people that are gathering there are really uh, supporting each other, praying for each other, and uh, having fun as well. There's been some funny things that have been going on at TN3 and also on the Faith Life WhatsApp. So if you haven't got links to any of these things, please email the office and we'll make sure that we've got you uh, on these forums. Because again, as I keep repeating, it's really important at this time to be together. Um, anything else, Mark? Uh, I do have a little testimony actually. Just uh, as we come together, as we are coming together as a church family, I know at the start of this, we gave you all the cards to put into neighbours' doors um, so that each of us in our neighbourhood can be connected and be there for people. I know other churches are doing that as well. 
uh, and as you guys are in your communities, we're hearing lots of testimonies uh, of how the community uh, is coming together and supporting each other. And it's just awesome to see. I think um, England is really good at doing that as we uh, come together and, and help each other. Uh, a little testimony. My, um, in my mum's village, uh, a lady, she spoke to a lady and they are helping people with food and provisions. And one of the things they recognised was that they had a lot of new mums with new babies and they wanted to support them. So she, uh, this lady that's organising this contacted me and I passed her on to Mike and Flick who look after our uh, grow baby and, and all the mums actually are still being uh, looked after um, that they're in that grow baby um, uh, community. Um, so she, we were able to talk to her and we're going to give her some things for these new babies so that she can bless that community at this time. We are in the community centre at the moment, but we can still uh, bless. So I love that God just brings what everybody needs and you know, through a different contact, we've been able to uh, bless that community with our uh, grow baby equipment and clothes. Okay, so, you know, one of the things that just struck me then the show was, was talking is that there, there are a lot of people who, who are struggling at this time that are finding it really difficult mm -hmm. and are struggling with um, income or food or clothes or, or just the whole uh, atmosphere so I just want to pray for them before we go on Father I just yeah. thank you I thank you that you uh, you are there mm -hmm. I thank you that you hear our prayers and that we know when you hear them that you answer them so answers are on the ways to to everything that we've been praying and lord we also thank you we thank you that you uh, are, are a good god and lord i pray that you would would help us to be alert to be aware of uh, those who are around us who are struggling those who we know are struggling and that you would give us ways and means of helping them yeah lord just Draw things to our attention. Put mm. people in front of us that, that need that help. Yes. So that we can make a, a real difference and show your love. Yeah. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So one of the things that I just want to remind you of in the light of that is, uh, you know, the thing that we've been saying every week, uh, get on the phone, uh, get on your text, Ring people up, at least five quality phone calls a week for, for each of us. That means that, that as we multiply out, that's hundreds and hundreds of people outside Faith Life that we're touching. And we are seeing answers to prayer, we're seeing God make provision. And so we, we, we just want to carry on doing that, carry on reaching out to people. Where we can't meet them physically, some of us can because we're in work, but others of us can't. Where we can't meet them physically, then get on the phone, start ringing people. Those who've just got more time, ring more than five people. We, we really need to keep going with this. We really need to show people the love of Jesus. Um, just one last thing, really, that I want to remind you of be, before uh, we move on is just those three things. Stay connected. It's so important at this time that we... We, we, we stay connected, we get connected if we haven't been connected, we take part in things because that way it stops the enemy picking us off, it stops 
that, that, that feeling of isolation that the enemy is trying to bring, it helps us combat fear. So stay connected, be strong in faith, invest time in the word, li listen to the, listen to, to worship, just get, in, get there, get strengthen your faith, build your faith, pray in tongues. So stay connected, be strong in faith, and then help others. And that way we save souls. So Father, I just thank you for that. I thank you that, that we have a body, we have a family, and I pray, Lord, that you, by your Holy Spirit, you will keep putting that, that supernatural glue together for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <coughs> I think one of the um, key things at this time for us to do is to take the opportunity that, that we have. I know for some of us it's easier and others who are working at home and have children, it's not as easy, but to try and use the time, the spare time that we might have, or Holy Spirit, help us to find that time, to spend time with God, so that during this time, we are actually um, coming closer to him, finding out more about him, his heart. You know, even in what we've been talking about this morning, what people need is the love of God. Uh, that includes us as a church family uh, and, and the body of Christ. We, we need to know how much we are loved by God. And as we spend time with him and time in his word, that will develop even more so that when we come out of this time, we'll be even stronger. I, I do believe that God turns all things that the enemy has sent for harm to good. And we on that because it's a promise of the word and so I believe that during this time as we spend time with him and we seek him and we seek his heart and we listen to the Holy Spirit uh, we will be strengthened and we will receive more of an understanding of how much we are loved and then at this time that love can flow out of us to others and as Mark has been saying you know just we can love um we want to be able to love the one in front of us and physically that might not be easy at the moment but we can pick uh, the telephone up and, and call someone um, we can pray for people as we hear things that are going on we can come into pray to prayer and then those that we perhaps do meet uh, I know of someone that was um, waiting in the two meter gap to go into a supermarket uh, and he said, I'm going to use this time to preach the gospel. He said, because people can't go away. They're stuck in this queue and I'm going to preach the gospel. But also that through that, people might just say, can you pray for me? And the one in front, you can then pray for. Um, so <clears throat> as we enter that time, we can say, Lord, show me your heart. Show me what to do. Show me what to pray for. Amen. Um, so this morning before Mark comes and preach, I, something that God um, has put on my heart, and I'll just move this over the mic, I put my Bible down this week, something that I've been looking at, um, is a couple of Psalms actually, uh, that David wrote, they think, uh, when he was young, when he was in the wilderness near Bethlehem, uh, a young shepherd boy, perhaps only in his teen, teen years. And he wrote Psalm 19 and Psalm 23. And so 
All I'm going to do this morning is read to you from the Passion Version, Passion Translation. Um, it's not one that I would study from, but it is one that the language is just beautiful. And it just brings another, uh, another voice to you as you read it from a different translation. Um, I love the, at the beginning of Psalm 23, and we know it as the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, but shepherd actually means best friend. So as we uh, think of him as a shepherd, but when we get the fullness of that word shepherd as being best friend, it just brings in a depth of understanding of who Jesus is to us, that he's not only a shepherd, maybe a little bit aloof, looking after his sheep, but he's a best friend, someone that is really close to us, somebody that cares. So I just love the language of Psalm 93 from the Passion, and I'm going to read it to you. But before then, the other um, psalm that David wrote as a young man, Psalm 19, I just want to read a little bit from that um, first, because I, again, I love what it says. Uh, it's talking about the word, and in a moment, we're going to hear Mark bring the word. It's so important to be strong in the word, know the word. You know, as Faith Life, you know that we love the Holy Spirit and we love his word. And I really believe when the two come together, it's powerful. But David was a giant slayer. And this was before he slayed uh, Goliath. So he's in the wilderness and he's spending time with God. And out of him come these psalms and I just want to read to you from Psalm 19 from verse 7 from the Passion just a little bit of it so David says God's word is perfect in every way how it revives our souls his laws, laws lead us to truth and his ways change the simple into wise his teachings make us joyful and radiate his light. His precepts are so pure. His commands, how they challenge us to keep close to his heart. That's what we need to be doing at this moment. The revelation light of his word makes my spirit shine radiant. Every one of the Lord's commands are right, and following them brings cheer. Nothing, he says, ever needs to be changed. The rarest treasures of life are found in his truth. That's why I prize God's word like others prize the finest gold. Nothing brings the soul such sweetness as seeking his living words. So that from a young boy, he knew how to walk closely with his Lord. So I'm just going to read Psalm 93 and I'm going to read it slowly. And I just want, sorry, Psalm 23. I keep saying Psalm 93, I think it's because we keep talking about Psalm 91 such a lot. Psalm 23. 
I'm going to read it over you nice and slow. And I just want the words just to come into your soul. As David was saying that the word is so important and it draws us closer to God. Psalm 23 also came out of one of our worship sessions this week. Um, as two different people got this um, and uh, Susie then sang Psalm 93, which was beautiful. So, the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He tracks me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honour to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? Faithline, we don't have to fear the future. For I'm being pursued only by your goodness and unfailing love. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I will return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Amen. So Father, I thank you. I thank you for giving us your word. Holy Spirit, right now I ask that those words will penetrate deep into everybody's heart, that we can look to you, our best friend, our glorious risen Lord, the one who is over everything and also inside us. We can look to you. We don't have to be afraid of the future, for your love encompasses us, it fills our heart, that we are never alone, even in isolation, we are never alone, because you are with us, you fill us with your presence, with your love, thank you Holy Spirit. May we use this time to grow closer to you, you to us, 
that we will find the treasure of your love and prize it like pure gold. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're just going to alter things around a little bit today. We're going to do, uh, rather than at the end, we're going to share communion now. Um, so if you've got your, your bread and your, your wine ready. Um, one of the things that we've been doing, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago on, on Thursday night, I talked a lot about the, 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 like what was really happening at the Last Supper. And... Um, you know, Jesus, what he was doing there is he was saying, I am the final sacrifice. I am the final offering. I have, I have, I am giving everything for you so that everything I have is yours. And everything the Father has is now yours. I'm giving everything for you. And he did that by fulfilling the old covenant and becoming... The, the, the body and blood of a new covenant for us by which we inherit the promises that he paid for. So that's what we, we kind of, we're remembering when we take communion. We're remembering his sacrifice, but we're also remembering uh, that, that as a result of that, we have an inheritance. We have an inheritance of wholeness, an inheritance of freedom, of forgiveness, of eternal life, of healing, of protection, uh, of uh, just provision, because he has paid for that. And that, so we can be confident that, that he is with us always. Whatever we are facing, he is with us right there, right next to us. So we share in his, his body um, uh, as we take the bread now. can go back to my roots and say this is his body broken for us by this yeah. he paid for our healing he paid for our forgiveness he, he he paid for our eternal life so lord we thank you for that in jesus name thank you lord Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And so we remember that when we when we take the wine. We remember Jesus shedding his blood. But we, we also remember that as a result, we have a blood covenant with him, which he will not break. Yeah. And look, so Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness. And I thank you as we, we share in this wine now, we remember uh, your blood poured out for our forgiveness and the, the seal upon that blood covenant. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. This is his blood poured out for you. You know, it's so important that we we keep doing communion. I'd encourage you to do it every day at mm -hmm. home because it just reminds us and draws out our faith for yeah. that provision that God has made for us. It draws, it focuses our lives back on Jesus, yeah. and and it and it just draws us out, and it and it releases the faith 
that he's in our spirit. So, you know, I I just want to encourage you to keep doing communion. You don't have to wait till a Sunday morning to do it. Just do it every day as families. And uh, what you'll see as a result of that is faith rising up in your spirit. Faith to take hold of everything that Jesus has said is yours. Uh, So we're just going to take our offering now. Um, Once again, you know, this is our symbolic uh, offering basket. And uh, you, you know the format by now. We, we can't pass that round because there's none of you here. But virtually we're passing it round now. Uh, you can go online. You can you can give. You've got the links. If you haven't got the links, they're on the Facebook post just below uh, what you're looking at. So you can do it straight after that. But if you've got the links now, you can go straight online to the giving page and just give online. Or you can make direct transfers to the bank account. That's Faith Life Church. And it's 201722, that's the sort code, 201722. And the account number is 7009308470093084. 7009308074. And you can just transfer that way. Now, what I've been uh, really encouraged by this week is that, that, that just, just a few of you, three or four of you, started putting checks in the post. And, and that's been fantastic because it's really encouraged you to see that, that there's a response out there. Uh, and that, that's brilliant. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for everything you give us. And we pray now, Lord, as we, as you, as we give, that you will bless this offering, that you will mm-hmm. use it for your glory. And that, Lord, we just put our trust in you now, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I just want to reiterate what Mark just said about taking communion every day. Um Jesus told us to do it, so I think it's an important part of life. And as Mark said, it reminds us of what Jesus has done at the cross. But it also tells the devil, and particularly at this time, we use it as a weapon against him, that we have a blood covering, a covering by Jesus that is signed in blood. And the devil tries to come in in all different ways, and we can actually say to him and keep him outside our door, outside the door of our life, outside the door of our heart, and not let him have any foothold. And so as we do communion every day, it reminds us of what Jesus has done, what he has given us, the authority that then we can use in his name by his blood, what he has paid for. And devil, you are not coming anywhere near me because I have a blood covering. And that is what helps our faith. As we remember what he's done, as we speak it out, as we think it, we fill our mind with it. When the devil's voice come or his actions come, then we can be reminded of who he is, who we are in him, and stand firm, and the devil cannot have a foothold in our life. And so it keeps us in hope, It keeps us in faith and it keeps us under that blood covering that Jesus paid a lot to give to us. Amen. So, where's he gone? I'm here. (laughs) Just been getting my stuff ready. Right, that's good. So, it's you now. It is. I'm going to pray for you. Good, I need it. (laughs) So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for what you have given us. We stand in your presence we stand under 
the protection of uh, your wings. We stand taking our authority at this time. And as we uh, looked at in Psalm 19, and, and it's right through the Bible, we thank you for giving us your word. We thank you that we have the Holy Spirit that brings that word into our heart. That we can live from that place of knowing him through word and spirit and stand in the truth of that word. So right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that your word is going to flow through Mark. Anointing Father to be able to bring that word to hear from you and to just let it flow. Let your words flow from his mouth, Father. And as we prepare our hearts, let us hear with spiritual ears to receive that word into our spirits, into our hearts. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So I, I'm going to start talking about something new this morning. I don't. I don't know how long I'm going to be talking for. You know, in terms of how many weeks I'm going to be talking about this. Um, I wanted to move on from from the topic that we talked about before Easter of, of faith, uh, walking in faith and not in fear. Now, if you're still struggling with that, or you're still, uh, you know finding that difficult, what I'd encourage you to do is go back, listen to those four talks, build your faith, and you'll find that as your faith grows, the fear, the anxiety, the worry starts to subside. And so I want to encourage you to go back to those. You can find them on the website. You can listen to get to them again. But I really felt that, that God wanted me to start talking about something different this morning. And the reason for this is that I was feeling kind of frustrated because... Uh, I felt like, you know, just before all this happened, just before this lockdown, I felt that, you know, I was seeing God really moving in people's hearts, stirring to life again, uh, that, that first love that he put in there. You know, the, 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 there was, there was uh, you know, people who who maybe been dormant for, for a while, starting to, to burst into fire again. And so I wanted to talk about that because... I think it, when we look at what's going on right now in, in our nation and in the, the kind of atmosphere of our culture, we find that um, I, th I believe that God's preparing us for the time when we come out of this. And we will come out of this. And if we understand what he's doing now, which is a preparation time, we will be ready for the harvest. Uh, you know, we use this word revival, but when I use the word revival, what, when, I, when I think about that, the first thing I think is God revived me. God set me on fire. You know, bring me to life. Make, make, make my whole life a passion for you. And that's what I think of as revival. And I think when, we, when, when we're there, then we see a revival on a bigger scale. By revival, I mean life change, bodies healed, people coming into the kingdom. And I believe that God's preparing his church that right now and and I don't want us to get left out on that but also I want to make sure that that, that that we are listening and understanding what God is doing so that's why I, I believe he's put this topic on, on my heart of burn um, which 
You know, it's about what, what do you do when the world tries to put out that flame? What do you do when the world tries to douse that fire? When stuff's going on around you and, and it's so difficult uh, because you're separated from people, how do you stay on fire? And if you're not on fire, how do you get on fire? Now, before I just kind of launch into this, what I really uh, kind of had to um, say is that, you know, this, this word fire is a word that is both overused and misapplied, but it is also a word that is underused and underappreciated. The, the need for us to live with the fire, the passion of God burning in our hearts. So I don't want to get into the, the overuse stuff, but I want to stay, I want us to focus on the areas where we can lose that, that first love, lose that first passion. You know, when when I, I first came to Christ, I was in my teens. I, I, I was a 14-year-old, I was at school, and I, I discovered Christ in a really simple way. But what happened was that, that somehow something changed inside me, something changed in my heart. And and all of a sudden, Jesus became everything. He, 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 there was an excitement there. There was a love there. And I wanted other people to know about him. So, you know, I, I would take every opportunity. I'd stand in the dinner queue and I would argue with people. I would uh, share the gospel with people. I, I would talk about Jesus any opportunity. I would challenge people. And, you know, what we saw is that in, in our school year, that... It set off with, well, initially two of us, but then, then I was the third. It set off with three of us. And by the time we reached fifth form, you know, when kind of a, a lot of the kids left, then over half our class had got saved. And, and, it, and it's that, that passion, that, that life of Jesus coming out of us that reaches people. And, you know, I was just so in love with Jesus. I, I just wanted to read about him. I was praying all the time. I was thinking about him and, and, and he filled my life. And then, you know, several years later when I went to university, because what I'm talking about there isn't even baptism, being baptised in the Spirit, because I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit until I went to university. So I went to university and I'm a 21-year-old at university. I managed to get through two years pretty safely without doing anything dangerous uh, religious-wise. And, and I discovered the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that, that, that fire, that life came again. And I, and I, you know, I remember, you know, I was, I, I remember I just needed to tell everybody. I, I wanted to, any Christian I could find, I wanted to tell about baptism in the Spirit. I wanted them to, 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 to pray with me for it. I wanted them to receive that baptism in the Spirit. I was hearing God's voice. He was like, there was a dialogue going on, a really clear dialogue. And I could not get enough of the word. I just couldn't get enough of the word. Like every time I picked the Bible, it's like it's on fire. It was like God was talking straight to me. And and I remember, you know, I remember coming up to my finals, and it was this delicate balance between studying and 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 just getting into the, into the word, praying. And I remember standing in exam queues for my finals, and, and just people were going, like, "What, you know." Why, why aren't you nervous and why aren't you bothered? And, and I remember, you know, leading people to Christ in the exam queues for my final exams. And so that, that's the sort of thing that, that God can do through someone. You see, when, when God, uh, it says in, in the word that God makes his ministers flames of fire. 
Now that, that word uh, flame means to burn inside and the word fire means like with the heat of the sun, the, the, the physical sun. So it, it's kind of a, a red hot love for Jesus. It's that first love when we discover him for the first time. And, and, and that works within us, this, this fire works within us to purify us, to purify our hearts to be like Christ, to change our hearts, to reshape our hearts to be like Christ. And in that context, God wants me to be on fire and he wants you to be on fire and he wants us to stay on fire all the time. But our experiences and my experiences, that that can be a really up and down journey. You know, I've shared the good times with you there, a couple of good times, but there's been times where I, I have just felt like this, this fire, it, at best it's kind of like a little stubby ember left in the ashes of a grave. You know, it, go, it goes up and down. And, and, and we can lose that passion and that first love all the time. That's not what God wants, but it is a reality which many of us experience. And we need to be careful of right now where we find ourselves. And why does that happen? Well, it happens for all sorts of reasons. It happens because we get busy. It happens because other things take over in our life. Uh, we, just, we just kind of drift into other priorities. And once we drift into those other priorities, it can be quite hard to dismantle again and, and to reprioritize. But that's what God's calling us to do right now. He's, he's calling us to, to take a look at our lives and say, Let, let's reprioritize here. Let's see you know, where, where Jesus isn't the centre, where he's not the goal, where he's not the focus. Let's just take a step back. You've got time. Reprioritise. And yet some of us, we, we kind of go cold because we let ourselves get offended. We get offended by people in the church. We get offended by people in our family. You get offended by me. Nobody gets offended by Cheryl, but maybe by me. You know, we, we let our hearts get offended. And, and that 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 leads to that that going down of the flame and uh, you know others of us we we kill that flame ourselves because we do everything in our own strength we think we've got to do everything and we don't connect to the voice of god and the power of god so we try and do everything ourselves make everything happen around us trying to you know do our career our job our family and make church great and, and we try and do it all ourselves. And in doing that, we drain the oxygen away from that flame. Because the oxygen of the flame is the Holy Spirit of God. Okay, so that's kind of a bit of background to where, where I'm coming from. Now, Wesley, the, the, you know, John Wesley led the, the, the greatest revival we've ever seen in this nation. And he said, he said this is a, a well-known quote. He said, uh, when you set yourself on fire... People love to come and see you burn. When you set yourself on fire, people love to come and see you burn. And, uh, you know, later in his life, he wrote down his concerns because he was starting to get concerned that, that this incredible revival they'd seen would not uh, outlive him. And so this is what he said. He said, my fear is not that our great movement will eventually cease to exist, or one day die from the earth. My fear is that our people will be content, become content to live without fire. The power and excitement, the supernatural element that has made us great. 
And you know, it's in that kind of mindset that the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy. And so I'm going to take you now to, to 2 Timothy. You, you just turn it up while, while I continue talking. But we're going to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And he writes to Timothy, and I'll put the, the, the Timothy is in charge of the church at Ephesus, which is where Paul had been for three years, training up. Uh, uh, basically like an apostle and, pof and prophecy school and then he sent people out but he, he unusually for him he stayed there three years and Ephesus is at that time is the biggest church in the world and Timothy is in charge of it now Timothy is not physically strong we can tell that from from from, from the from the, the scriptures he's quite timid in nature and he's relatively young so you know in that day, they weren't great qualifications to, to lead the biggest church on earth. And, and what, what the Bible shows us is that he's not the natural, in the natural, he's not the ideal candidate to be doing that. But with God, he's exactly the right person. And whoever we are, or however we see ourselves, God wants us to be filled with his spirit. So he can do extraordinary things through ordinary people. We might not, in the natural, be the best candidate for, 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 for all the things that, that, that God wants to do through us. But with his spirit, we are perfectly qualified to do extraordinary things, even though we're ordinary people. And the other thing about Timothy is right at this time, he's under pressure. There's per after Paul has left, persecution comes from the outside. There's, there's riots. The, the Roman soldiers are... are, are, are kind of overrunning the place again there's there's people undermining him from inside his church they're undermining him out of his own leaders and there's people defecting from the church and right there and then he's dealing with a lot of rejection a lot of hurt and his fire has died down so that's the background to to, to what this is about so go with me to, to second timothy uh, hopefully you found it by now um and I'll, we'll just have a look at that. So it's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, I was reading this and I... And I was thinking about this, like, why, why does our fire go out? Why, why does it kind of die down? And uh, a lot of it's been beautiful for most of this week. Yesterday was actually quite chilly and it was a bit wet. And I was, I was writing this yesterday morning and it was raining outside. And I was thinking, you know, a couple of months ago, on days like this, I'd go out and it would, you know, be pouring down, it'd be cold. I'd go out to, to our, our kind of shed outside and I'd, and I'd go and get some wood and I'd bring it in and I'd bring some kindling in and we'd light a fire in our kitchen and then we'd feel nice and cosy. And it went from being this place where it was miserable and cold and raining on the outside and, and that kind of was coming, you know, almost feeling miserable and cold inside. And it went to this place where it was warm and alive and, uh, you know, that we felt... Like, like we, we, the, the world around us had changed. And I was thinking about that, you know, we, 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 I'd, I'd set the fire, I'd put my fire lighters on, I'd put my kindling in there, I'd light the match, 
they start to burn and eventually this roaring flame warms the room. And this was just really clear in my mind when I was doing this. And I was thinking, God, God, what are you telling me? What are you telling me? And it, and it came clear as, as anything. He said, you have to keep putting fuel on the fire to keep it burning. You have to keep putting fuel on the fire to keep it burning. And, you know, it just, it just hit me. You know, we, we, when, when we do this, this fire in our, in our log burner, when it goes down, I kind of like make the embers around a bit and blow air in and let open the vents and put some new wood on and we, you know, we blow them in and then we fan it into flame again. And, 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 the, and the big logs we just put on, they catch fire and then it, it, it would go again. So to keep that going, to keep that always burning, you have to put fuel on the fire. Otherwise, the fire goes out. So, what, what am I saying? Well, the reason I'm saying that is, is this word that is used in this verse, stir up. Now, the first thing you should see from that is that you've got to do it. This isn't something that God's just going to come along, uh, jump out from behind your door one day, hit you with, and you're away. This is something you have to do. You, you have to be responsible for the fire. That, that once it's burning, it's not fed or fueled from an external source. It's fueled by things that you need to do. You need to stir it up. And sometimes, you know, we can be we can be waiting for someone to kind of get our Christian life on 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 the go, get it on track. We 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 wait, you know, like God. If only they'd open the door for me. If only they'd make this. Or if only they would promote me. Or if only I I. They, they, they rang me up and made me this position or, or they, they, somebody asked me to do this. Well, you know, we, we can be too passive about our Christian life. And, you know, sometimes we're, we're really passive in the way that we, we kind of want somebody to inspire us. Uh, you know, so, somehow we've got this mindset in, in our, our church lives and, and our church world that we need somebody to motivate us so that we go and do the business for Christ. And, and Paul's saying, no, it doesn't work like that. You know, all these motivational ideas, these motivational little tweets and all the rest of it, that's not how it works. You have to take responsibility for stirring yourself up. You know, what the thing is, what if that... And, and they are, some of them are brilliant talks, kind of better than I'm doing this morning, but what about these great talks? What about this passionate worship? What about this great presentation? And what happens if that only lasts till Monday morning? Because you can come out on a high, you can create an atmosphere, you, you, can, you can whip people up, but if those people do not take responsibility for stirring themselves up and putting the fuel on their own fire, it just goes out. It's not there Monday morning. So we need, as individuals and as a body, to use our gifts we develop them, we stir them up. Now, this word, this word stir up, so that's, that's kind of where I'm focused this morning. You might go, well, how does all this connect to fire and, and burning? Well, that word stir up, and I have no idea how to pronounce this. Being a northerner, pronouncing things is sometimes hard for me. So this is my best shot. It's probably not right, but this word stir up is anazupero. Anazupero. And 
that word is written in the present tense. So that word, when it says stir up, it's in the present tense. And what that means is it emphasises that this is kind of an ongoing task. You don't just put fuel on stuff and walk away and expect it to keep burning. You have to keep doing this. You have to keep doing this. Now, there's a, the, what Timothy's talking about, uh, Paul's talking to Timothy about, actually has an Old Testament, Old Covenant equivalent. And, it, and it's something that, that you know, like we quote a bit willy-nilly, but it comes from Leviticus chapter 6. I'll, I'll just turn there, you don't necessarily need to, because it's only one verse. And it's Leviticus chapter 6, verse 13. And it says, a fire will always be burning on the altar, and you shall never let it go out. And, and I was thinking, well, why, why did you put that into the Old Covenant and then you're saying this to Timothy in the New Covenant? What's all that about then? That's the sort of things that go through my head. Probably don't go through your head. You're probably not as crazy as me. But that's the sort of thing that I think. Why, why was it in the, in the, that in the Old Covenant and now you're saying to Timothy to stir stuff up? And you see, in the Old Covenant, they had to keep the fire burning on the altar because that fire was initially the first time lit by the presence of God. So it represented to them and reminded of them to keep on focusing and uh, uh, living from that place of the presence of God, the fire that he had lit on the altar. And, and the continual burning was to keep them in remembrance of their need for God's presence and their need for God's empowerment. And so that's why that's what it represents in the old covenant. In the new covenant, Paul's saying you need to do the same thing. Now, this word anazupo, it's made up of uh, three words: ana, zoo, uh, or Zeus, and pur, p-u-r. So ana means, well, it means do whatever you've been doing before. Do whatever you've been doing before. Do it again and keep on doing it. Zeus means to be passionate. Zeus isn't like, spelled like the Greek god, it's spelled Z-O-O-S. It means to be uh, passionate, it means to be fervent, it means to be vigorous, it means to put the whole of your heart in it, and pure means fire. And so when you put that all together, what, what, what Paul is saying to Timothy here when he's saying stir up the gift of God, by that word anazupro, what the people who were reading this in the original Greek would have understand, he's saying this, do what you did before and kindle the fire in you. Do what you did before and kindle the fire in you. Like that gift, like you received the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands, like the, 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 the gifting for your ministry came into it, do what you did before and stir that thing up. Light that, kindle that fire in you. In other words, repeat what you have to do to put the life back into the fire. Just repeat. You know how to stir the fire in your own life. That's what he's saying. You know how to stir this fire in your, your own life. And you just need to go back, repeat it, start again, rekindle the fire, blow on the embers, put some new wood on the fire, put some new fuel on there, and away you go again. But if you neglect to do it, the, the, the fire won't burn. So he's saying to Timothy, this is what you need to do throughout all this stuff that's going on in your life, all this stuff, this pressure, all this, these people deserting you, people undermining you through all that rejection and hurt. Here's my advice to you, Timothy. And here's my advice to, to everybody who goes after you, Timothy. Here's my advice to everybody in faith life this morning. Do again what you did to stir up the fire. Put fuel 
light it, you know, get the, get the oxygen going in. Put some new fuel on that fire. Because that's how we keep the fire burning when we can't meet. It's how we keep the fire burning when we can't, when we can't even contact it. You know, there's no physical interaction between us. That's how we keep the fire burning in, in some of the most unusual circumstances that have ever hit planet Earth. That's how we keep this fire burning. That's how we go from what it looked like and God was doing before we entered this to come out of this with so, souls saved and a harvest to come. That's how we're going to get through this. We keep putting, we kindle and rekindling and rekindling that fire. And if, if, if you hadn't managed to get like that rekindled in the first place, well, there's good news because all you need to do is start again. Go back, put some fuel on the fire, fan it into flame and it comes back. So, you see, we don't want, I don't want that fire to go out in my life. It's like, I'm preparing this essay, it's like, like I, I don't know, it's like this, I just want to get out there and, and, and do something. Like, there's people that need to know and, and need to meet this Jesus that I love so much. And, and it was so frustrating because there's kind of not a lot I can do. So I'm, I'm on my phone, I'm ringing people up, I'm thinking like, I've just got to do this. And there's this fire inside me that that just, we need, it just needs to get, you know, um, just reminding me then, it's, um, let me look it up, let me look it up. I'll just, uh, um, Yeah, it's um, Jeremiah 29. He says this, and I've just looked it up on my iPad. He says this, his word becomes a fire burning in my heart. His word becomes a fire burning in my heart. Shut up in my bones. And I've become tired of holding it in, and I cannot hold it back any longer. His word became a fire shut up in my bones. Now that's the clue for us. That's the, that's, the, that's the big clue here. The word becomes a fire. You cannot stay on fire or rekindle that fire without putting some fuel on it. And the fuel of the fire is the word of God. It's that, that word that becomes the fire shut up in, in our bones. So that fuel we put on is the, the, the wood that we put on the fire is the word of God. And so... As, as faith people, as, as people of the new covenant, we need to be people who are, who are looking at the words, meditating on the word, letting the Holy Spirit speak the word to us, mulling over the word, thinking about the word, and letting that penetrate into our hearts. When it penetrates into our heart, the Holy Spirit blows oxygen onto it, and it becomes a fire shut up in our bones. But no fuel, no fire. So we need the word. And, and, you know, God's the spark. The Holy Spirit's the fire lighter. But we need to give him some fuel to work with. And, and, and now working with it is actually valuing, treasuring his word. Taking his word to, to mean what it says and says what it means. To, to respond to his word like it was Jesus stood in front of us saying it directly to us. You know, if Jesus stood in front of me and, and speaking to me, I'd be saying, well... You know, I need to respond to that. But some, somehow we, we can get a, a different idea and when, when it's kind of a bit more remote and we're just sat at a table reading our Bible, if, if we're doing that. And Jesus is saying, he's saying, you need to put fuel on the fire. Now, all of that's the positive side. All of that's the positive side. The, the fuel is 
is the word of God. The, the oxygen is the Holy Spirit. That's what creates the flame. God lights the fire. But that's the positive side. But there's also a negative side we need to watch out for. In uh, 1 Thessalonians, I think it's chapter 5, um, 19, it says that you can quench the Holy Spirit. It says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, that means to me, you know, just reading that word for what it says, that means you can quench the Holy Spirit. You can douse down that fire. That, that word quench is the same word as you use for like throwing water on a fire. You douse it or... You know, like if you, you've got a fire in your kitchen and you get the, there's these blankets and you throw the blanket o o over it and, and it cuts off the oxygen. And what Paul is saying is the danger is that you can actually put out your own fire. You can start, you can put the fuel on it, it can get lit, the Holy Spirit's there blowing the oxygen on it, but you can put it out. You can douse it down. You can dull it down. You can, you can put water on it, you can cover it with blanket, you can starve it of oxygen. And, and he's saying... Don't do that. You know, if we if we ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit long enough, it becomes really difficult to hear. Because we harden our heart, we douse that down. If we if we uh, don't value the word and we don't value it long enough, that fire gets doused down. That's what he's saying. He's saying, you know, oh, there's just this, this passage in Ephesians where it says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And, you know, every time I read that, it's like my heart, it kind of just gets my heart. It, it, like, it just feels like it's breaking. That we, we can grieve this, this beautiful, precious person, the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm going, like, God, I don't want to grieve you. And, and sometimes, you know, I have people come to me, Will you, they're, they're grieving the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit's grieved about this. The Holy Spirit's grieved about that. You know, one, one time somebody said the Holy Spirit was grieved in our church because we put the chairs on a different way. That's not the sort of thing that grieves the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the most beautiful, gentle person on the earth. And, and the thing that grieves him is when we get offended with each other. When we get in strife with each other. When we, we, we put each other down. When, when we, we just turn our backs on each other when there's that strife going on that's what grieves the holy spirit and nothing will quench the flame of god's fire anything comparable to doing that and, and that's why it's so important that we we guard our hearts we guard our hearts as a family you see when paul says do not quench that's kind of an, a really emphatic word do not no way don't do this be alert don't do this just Anything you do, just avoid quenching that fire. So, you see, that's the negative. But what is so amazing, what is so incredible about this is, you know, you might be listening to this and think, well, my fire's gone down a bit. My fire's gone down a lot. And you might be thinking, I'm really on fire at the moment and I'm just like frustrated like Mark's talking about. Wherever we are, even if it's just like a little tiny smouldering little piece of ash, here's the thing. God can make that into a burning, vigorous flame again. You know, even if that little bit of smouldering ash is all that you've got left, you know, a few smouldering embers, then you can now, you can put new fuel on there. You can go out and you can get your fuel. You can, you can meditate God's word. You can look at God's word. 
You can fan the embers. You can listen and, 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 and ask the Holy Spirit to move anew in your heart. You can, you can, you can, um, you know, just reach out to him and say, Holy Spirit, this is where I am. This is where I am. Light me up again. Set these, these things on, on here. Lord, take this word that I'm reading. Just bring it alive to me. And he'll do it. And that, that little smoldering ember, it'll become the biggest bonfire you have seen. Because that's how God works. He makes his ministers flames of fire. And that's, that's where, what he's asking his church to be as we come out of this time. And it's something I'm going to be exploring for, I don't know, maybe two, three weeks yet. Uh, but it's so important at this time that we take away that we regularly need to stir the coals. Regularly need to put new fire on the fire we can't live on a past experience we can't live on a memory from 10 years ago we can't live on a i used to do this or i used to be like that we need to be all that god wants us to be because this is the crucial time there is an enormous harvest coming and we need we need to be people who are just so passionately in love for jesus that the harvest just comes to us so Father, I thank you. I praise you. I praise you that you lit that fire. I praise you that you lit that fire in me and you lit in every individual who's listening to this. And Lord, we choose now to just refocus ourselves on, on putting fuel on our fire and, 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 and getting in the presence of your Holy Spirit to listen to his voice, to let him fan the flame. Lord, I want to be on fire for you. I want to be so in love for you jesus that that you just fill my vision you fill my life because there is nothing compares to you you know some people you, you you know you might be listening to this for the first time you might just have found us online uh, there's there's so many people listening to to these these talks and, and, and our meetings that, that we wouldn't normally reach. And you might be thinking, well, you know, I don't even know what it is to know Jesus. Or you might be thinking, well, I used to know Jesus, but years ago I walked away. Years ago I, I just let it all go. And Jesus right now, he's calling you and he's saying, I love you. I died for, for you. I died to pay the price for, for everything that you've done wrong. I died to pay the price for your sin. But I died primarily because I love you and I wanted to give you this greatest gift of all. I wanted to give you eternal life. I wanted to give you the gift of being able to know me, to be in relationship with me. To know and be known. Whatever the circumstances, whatever's going on. So if that's you, I just want to pray for you right now and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father, I'm turning to you now, or I'm coming back to you now. I'm asking you to be Lord of my life, to forgive my sins, to give me eternal life, the life that Jesus paid for. I'm putting my trust in that you now, I'm asking Jesus to be my Lord. I proclaim him Son of God, Saviour of the world and my personal Saviour. And I ask you, Lord, to come and fill me also. 
give me new life, the new life that you give to every believer. Set me on fire by this Holy Spirit who you promised to send. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed it for the, the first time or you, it's a, it, you just drifted away, and you wanted to, you know, pray, pray that as a, as a way of recommitting, re refocusing your life. We'd love to hear from you. Just email the office, office at faithlifechurch.org.uk. Uh, or just messages on Facebook. You're on Facebook now, just messages on Facebook. And we would just be so excited to hear from you. So that's all, all I wanted to say for this morning. I've got something. You've got something, don't I? <laughs> um, um, yeah, I love it when we talk about the Word and the Holy Spirit. I mentioned it before. It just really gets me so excited. And as Mark was speaking at the end, I just remembered Proverbs 4, um, which says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. And in that, that was in the New King James Version, but in the message, I just wanted to read because it sort of, I love just the end bit of the verse. It was, dear friends, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate, learn it by heart. Because those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul, they are bursting with health. Keep vigilant, watch over your heart. That's where life starts. And I think at this, this time it was that bursting with health. That's what, where we need to keep our focus, that being in the word, keeping those flames lit, brings health into our bodies, health into our bones, so that we can burst with health. And, uh, and we would just want to speak that over you. We want to encourage you. We can pray. We, you know, by faith, we have things that we can do uh, when, when we are sick. Um, by faith, laying on of hands, all of these things. But what comes out when we pray, what needs to come out when we pray, whether healthy or sick, is those words of faith that are first in our bones, our embers lit with words of faith, so that when we speak it, it hits our target with power. And the way to hit that target is to be standing firm on the word with that flame of the Holy Spirit lit in our bodies, because when we speak, that power needs to come out and hit our target. And so with the Holy Spirit, we need to be in preparation. We need to keep those embers lit. We cannot, particularly at this time, let them die down. Because if those embers are dead, nothing comes out. And it takes time to get them lit. It takes time to get the word in. It takes time so that we can stand in this place. So we want to be in that place. And our heart is for you guys to be in that place. We will do everything that we can to get you in that place. 
We are alongside with you. We are, we are stirring each other up with our words of faith. Amen. 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 Okay, so just, just before we finish, um, I, I don't know if it's anybody else's birthday out there, but I do know it, it is Sunday's birthday out there. I, I, it, it is June's birthday. Yay. So happy birthday, June. June. Happy birthday. Uh, you probably can't hear everybody else saying happy birthday to you, but happy birthday, happy June. Happy birthday, June. Uh, Denny set you up for this, so you can tell him off later. <laughs> uh, Lord, we just thank you for June. We yes. thank you for all thank that you, you put in her, in her, her faithfulness. And we just pray you'll bless her on yes, this special, special day. day. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. And Lord, Have a good day, June. And Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for the message. We thank you for just that incredible wisdom that Cheryl brought. Uh, and we pray, Lord, that you would, would stir those embers. You'll blow yes. on us by your Holy, yes, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, blow on those embers. Yes. Take whatever word is in us, now. and as we put more fuel on the fire, you will Thank stir you, it into a flame so that, that we cannot hold it in any yes, longer. Lord. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your, your love and your passion to us. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would give me that same passion in yes, my heart thank you, Holy as you Spirit. have for us. That, that glorious outpouring of love at the cross. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 So we're going to leave you with that. Yeah. Have a, a great day. Yeah. And, uh, Keep those embers burning. Stay in the Word. Walk closely with the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and let His Word bring life to your hearts, to your flesh, to your bone, and remain firmly in it. Amen. Amen. We love you. See you next week.